0: Welcome to Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Thursday, January 6th, 2022. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include the Fed signals sooner, faster for rate increases, Russia sends troops to Kazakhstan. And no insurance, no skiing. Those stories and more. But first, let's check markets. U.S. equity futures are slightly lower, with NASDAQ 100 futures down about three-tenths of a percent. S&P 500 futures are off two-tenths of a percent, and Dow futures are lower by one-tenth of a percent. On Wednesday, the NASDAQ Composite Index posted its biggest daily loss since February, after minutes of the Federal Reserve's most recent meeting showed officials eyeing a faster timetable for raising rates. Crude oil is over $81 a barrel. The yield on the 10-year Treasury is 1.76%. The dollar remains steady against the euro, the yen, and the British pound. Bitcoin trades at just under $43,000, while gold is $1,797 an ounce. In Europe, the stock's Europe 600 is down more than 1%. Japan's Nikkei 225 closed down nearly 3%, while China's Shanghai Composite Index fell three-tenths of a percent. Stocks making moves before the open include Walgreens Boots Alliance. The stock is up nearly 3% in pre-market trading after the pharmacy retailer reported fiscal first quarter results that beat expectations and raised its full-year guidance. Coming up today, ConAgra Brands, Constellation Brands, and Lamb Weston Holdings report quarterly results. In economic news, the Institute for Supply Management releases its services PMI for December and the Department of Labor reports initial jobless claims for the week ending on January 1st. Now, our top stories. The Federal Reserve may need to raise interest rates sooner or at a faster pace than officials had initially anticipated as the central bank seeks to tame inflation. That's according to Minutes from its latest meeting. Minutes released on Wednesday from the December meeting of the Federal Open Market Committee showed officials were fully on board with plans to accelerate the withdrawal of the massive bond-buying program adopted at the onset of the pandemic. Dozens of people were killed in Kazakhstan on Thursday as the authorities moved against protesters in the Central Asian nation after several days of unrest. An alliance of troops from former Soviet states arrived to support local forces. Russia announced its troops had been sent to Kazakhstan for a limited time to, quote, stabilize and normalize the situation. And Italy has become the first country to make winter sports insurance mandatory for those heading to the slopes. Anybody caught skiing without an adequate policy in place will be fined 150 euros and have their lift pass confiscated. Checks will be carried out by resort officials and the police. In other news, yesterday's Federal Reserve minutes and the rise in Treasury yields has sparked a global sell-off in bonds. Germany's 10-year borrowing costs hit the highest since May of 2019. Yields in Japan and Australia also jumped. Overnight swaps now imply an 80% chance of a 25 basis point rate hike in March. Hiring by the U.S. private sector climbed by the most in seven months in December after the effects of the Omicron variant were felt in the labor market. That's according to a report from the payroll processor ADP that was conducted in mid-December. AT&T's WarnerMedia and Viacom's CBS are exploring a possible sale of a significant stake or all of the CW network, which they jointly own. Among the suitors is Nexstar Media Group, the nation's largest broadcaster and a large owner of affiliates of the network. Philip 66, said it's, quote, anxious to get back to share repurchases in 2022 as cash generation improves and debt levels are lowered. Eaton Corp. said Wednesday it has acquired Royal Power Solutions for $600 million as the company seeks to gain a foothold in the electrification of various industries. Royal Power Solutions manufactures high-precision electrical connectivity components that are used in electric vehicles, energy management, and the industrial and mobility markets. GM's BrightDrop has secured additional orders for its all-electric delivery vans. Walmart has reserved 5,000 of the vehicles from the company. Like FedEx, which received the first part of a 500-vehicle order from BrightDrop at the end of last year, the retailer hopes to have an all-electric delivery fleet by 2040. Amazon and Stellantis have announced a partnership covering automobile software. The collaboration includes vehicle development, building connected in-vehicle experiences, and training the next generation of automotive software engineers. As part of a separate agreement with Stellantis, Amazon will be the first commercial customer for the new Ram Promaster battery electric vehicle, launching in 2023. Costco Wholesale Corp. reported a more than 16% year-over-year sales increase for the five-week retail month of December that ended on January 2nd. E-commerce sales rose 18%. Authentic Brands officially ended its initial public offering plans. The move comes after the owner of Forever 21, Reebok, and Brooks Brothers agreed in late November to sell a significant stake in the company to CVC Capital Partners and HPS Investment Partners that gives the company an enterprise value of over $13 billion. Nike is suing Lululemon, alleging patent infringement over the at-home mirror fitness device and some related mobile applications. Norwegian Cruise Line canceled sailings on eight ships. The CDC Wednesday night recommended that Pfizer-BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine be given as a booster to adolescents between the ages of 12 and 17 years old. In Chicago, nearly three-quarters of the more than 25,000 public school educators represented by the Chicago's Teachers' Union voted against in-person instruction, citing safety concerns as COVID-19 cases rise in the city and across the United States. Novak Djokovic, the world number one male tennis player, was denied entry to Australia last night after his visa was cancelled on his arrival at Melbourne Airport. Djokovic was held under police guard for more than nine hours after an issue with the paperwork relating to his medical exemption from a COVID-19 vaccine for the Australian Open was discovered. The National Hockey League is calling out insurance companies for allegedly refusing to pay out claims to cover more than a billion dollars in losses brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic over the past two seasons. The league and 20 of its clubs filed a lawsuit in California Superior Court against five of their insurance providers. They are accused of breach of contract for failing to reimburse the plaintiffs for pandemic-induced losses. And just two weeks before it was to be held in Park City, Utah, the Sundance Film Festival is cancelling its in-person festival and reverting to an entirely virtual edition due to the current coronavirus surge. Organizers of the Grammy Awards have called off music's biggest night, scheduled for later this month due to uncertainty around the Omicron variant of COVID-19. Taiwan is setting up a $200 million fund to invest in Lithuania and aims to take as many of the Baltic countries' goods banned by China as possible as Taipei tries to reward the country for its diplomatic support. Hong Kong shoppers are bracing for a sharp rise in the price of foods including dairy products, fruit and meat after authorities canceled flights to protect the Chinese territory from the spreading Omicron coronavirus variant. Shipping costs are expected to go up 20 to 30 percent, and such increases will be passed on to Hong Kong consumers. The Washington football team's new name might have gotten spoiled weeks before the team's schedule announcement on February 2nd. On Monday, CBS Sports reported that a website, WashingtonAdmirals.com, redirected to the team's official website, WashingtonFootball.com. And Coinbase Chief Executive Officer Brian Armstrong is the buyer of a $133 million Los Angeles estate. And more than 1,000 books from late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's personal library will be offered at a Bonham's online-only sale later this month. And William Ellinghouse, who as president of the American Telephone and Telegraph Company helped to preside over its breakup in the early 1980s and who a few years earlier had been instrumental in saving New York City from default, died on Tuesday. He was 99. At 7 a.m., U.S. equity futures are slightly lower. NASDAQ 100 futures are down three-tenths of a percent. S&P 500 futures are off two-tenths of a percent. And Dow futures are down a tenth of a percent. Crude oil is over $81 a barrel. The yield on the 10-year Treasury is 1.76%, The dollar remains steady against the euro, the Japanese yen, and the British pound. Bitcoin trades at just under $43,000, while gold is $1,797 an ounce. Coming up, ConAgra Brands, Constellation Brands, and Lamb Weston Holdings report quarterly results, and in economic news, the ISM releases its services PMI for December, while the Labor Department reports initial jobless claims for the week ending January 1st. Thanks for listening, and have a successful day. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best news and analysis on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. To subscribe to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Alpha Trader and the Cannabis Investing Podcast on those platforms as well.